podcast the podcast where greg is the host <laughs> did you just start this episode without me uh, Tried I, mean, to. I don't know i don't know we'll see what happens we didn't do the clap or anything though yeah we didn't do any countdown or anything you can you can do you can do the the countdown or we can just go with it i don't care right, we'll go with it all right it's fine i'm well well this is your host greg hi i'm greg Oh, and, great. Now we've broken it. And this is your host, Jordan. Oh, sorry. I thought we were going to start over. No, no. Hi, this is Jordan. <laughs> and I'm Kendall. <laughs> and this week, we are reviewing Transformers War for Cybertron Earthrise Episode 3. I held up the fingers, and I don't know why, because it's it. not on video. But yes. Actually, it's funny, Kendall, that you started it because I had absolutely no idea what I was going to start this episode with. So <laughs> we'll go with it. So, so listeners, if you've ever done a podcast, you know that sometimes you get on the Skype call and you don't start the podcast for an hour. This was yeah. one of those times. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. But, uh, but yeah, just had to just had to get it started because if if somebody didn't start it, we never were going to start it. I've got the playback at one and a half speed on Netflix, so. So Earthrise is a 90-minute movie where 90, from 2014, 99% of the human race has colonized on Mars. The remaining few work to rehabilitate our dying planet. Each year, a small number are selected to return home to aid in the process. For those, and then I have to click see full summary. Handle. <laughs> I think that's the wrong Earth, right? <laughs> For those few, it will be their first glimpse of Earth. We follow them on their journey in this sci-fi psychological thriller. Go home for the first time. <laughs> and well, starring, be, it... starring Todd Barnett, Megan Burke, Jennifer Hamilton Collins, Casey Dillard. I don't know any of these people. I was going to yeah. say I, none of these names sound familiar. Sounds familiar at all. Looks what like it won some uh, awards or something. What company released it? Uh, I'm more wondering what year it came out. 2014. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 4.8 stars out of 10. Oof. It says it won the Magnolia Independent <sighs> Film Festival Ron Tibbet Award for Excellence in Film. But and did Magnolia release it? 
Because uh, that sounds like something they would release. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where you questions see that on for, IMDb. Questions for another time, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> this is what we get when we try and find things on IMDb. Uh, so, Jordan, what do we have as far as uh, from the TF working? Estimated box office was $10,000. Oh, here we go. A, a production company. Dead Leaf Productions. Wow, that is... I have never heard of that. No. Yeah, I mean, it, was, uh, it was, looks like it was just like a, a festival film, an indie festival film. Yeah. Oh, well. Um. So the Transformers wiki has a couple of things. We've got, uh, we got quite a few references. Uh, we got on the Arcs Bridge where Ironhead, Ironhide at once invokes the name of Prima. Uh Wheeljack comments how the Nebulon spaceships is wedged into the space bridge tighter than Perceptor's receptor. Yes. Which someone pointed out is a reference to Blaster's line of cover your receptors, Perceptor, in the Transformers, the movie. Likewise, there's a Megatron dramatically gets to swear that he will crush Prime with his bare hands, which is also uh, a line in the movie. I got that one. <laughs> um, Wheeljack refers to, oh, I'm going to say this wrong, Macadams. Mac, Mac, oh, Mac Mac Adams. Adam. Well, <laughs> it's it was <laughs> subtitled as Mac, Mac Adams, but it's actually, but it's not supposed to be that. No. Yeah, it's like uh, there's a what is it? It's Mac Macadam's old oil house uh is kind of like a running gag of uh of a bar that's in, uh on Cybertron. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, now. Is that I'm where the say, ladies don't have chest plates? No, because I think well, last we no last remember I heard, that that's a little hole in the wall. Oh yeah. yeah. As last I heard, Macadams was being run by Blur, and I don't think he would go for that. But anyways, um, I'm going to read the sentence, and I'm going to tell you I took it took me a few times to parse it, and I'm still not sure if I got it right. <laughs> okay. But, okay. The planet Nebulon station was in the process of getting to matches with the Earthrise toy lines description of Biosphera. So I'm thinking there's something missing between in the process of getting to and before and before matches, because uh, it's referencing how a lot of the Earthrise toys have a galaxy map, you know, of the various planets and stuff like that. And so so the fact that Nebulon is an actual planet that's referenced there so the nebulon station which i was actually happy to hear um was a neat little thing and biosphera is Earthrise's. uh well we're it's 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 guessed at that biosphere is uh the beast planet uh that they're going to be using as since they have like uh you know velocitron and and some of the others in the comics and stuff like that and they instead of Instead of using uh, what was it, Eucaris or uh, there was like another planet in the comics that the comics that they used a name for, like a planet of organic life that uh, that uh, Cybertronians used for beast forms instead of instead oh, of the okay. vehicle forms. Yeah. So they're this is what they're guessing is the the beast planet in the Earthrise toy line. Mm-hmm. But oh, so like, like said, so like you think that do you think that that's that's where we're gonna get the maximals. Well, I'm not sure, um, but I have a feeling what they're trying to say here 
is that the planet you see in this episode on the other side of the bridge is Biosphera. Right. That the that the the that they basically have a space bridge from Nebulon to Biosphera, and this is one of the legs of the journey uh, that the toy maps pointed out that the Ark made. Mm-hmm. So they like basically threw to, through the Nebulon, took the space bridge, and ended up at Biosphera. I, mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm guessing. That mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Because because there's I think they just forgot a, a, a word is all, mm-hmm. but I could not tell you what it is. To make, that would make it sense. <clears throat> Uh, it points out that Scorponok is on Nebulon and only injured from shots to the head, which uh, I don't want to. I uh, I don't want to give away what that what that means right away until we get to it. <laughs> He's a zombie. No, but like I said, we it's 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 just a little thing, and we'll get to it when we get there. Okay. Kendall, you remember last week how you asked if G one was any good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is one of the not so great parts. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And then we have two animation error or two little technical errors, which is the one I mentioned, where they said where the subtitles put Macadams as Mac Adams, like M A C capital A D A M, mm-hmm. which even misses the extra C that it's it has. Yeah. Uh, but it also mentions that when Optimus French transforms the punch scorpionok his right forearm has a piece that jumps to somewhere else on his forearm between the frames so someone caught that okay. but that's all we have uh you know for like references and notes cool so getting into this episode proper we open with optimus who is staring off into the great speckled void uh and he's literally outside of the ark he he is standing on the hull outside of the ship, staring off I into space. This opening scene was beautiful. I don't know why. I just really liked it. It it seems really cool because, and I was thinking that too, Jordan. When I when I first started, because I watched this probably about an hour before we started recording, and I just thought, man, that would just seem so peaceful if not everything else was going on. Yeah. I was thinking, man, that would be that would be really nice. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you ever wonder why we're here? It's one of life's great mysteries, isn't? It? Why are mm-hmm. we here? I mean, are we the product of some cosmic coincidence, or is there really a god watching everything? You know, with a plan for us and stuff. <laughs> I don't know, man, but it keeps me up all night. And then Bumblebee says, "What? I mean, why are we here in this canyon?" <laughs> Uh, I I also did like the touch that they that they basically just stowed out in the vastness of space, without like any suits or anything like that. Uh-huh. Actually, wait, Kendall, you just made a red versus blue reference. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, it's it's funny because isn't it? It's Rooster Teeth that did this series, isn't it? Oh yes. yeah, it is. Yeah, so yeah. the guys who did red versus blue did the series. <laughs> so you just managed to. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon, it almost. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the whole Beast Wars series is based on Red versus Blue, so. Um, but uh, I, I really, I really liked when Optimus was just like, "I'm just contemplating." Yeah. That was going to be my joke at the beginning of the episode, like, like you were going to introduce yourself, and then Jordan would introduce yourself. And then I wouldn't say anything. He'd be like, Kendall, are you there? I'd be like, I'm just contemplating. 
That would have been pretty good. That would have been pretty good. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't work because uh, none of us could focus tonight. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it happens. Yep. But it's a pretty interesting scene because we... So Optimus is... He's regretting his decision with the Allspark and sending it off the planet. Even if the bubble that it was a mistake. Yes. But B also says that, you know, they are all there to help try and rectify that mistake. And so we finally get B sort of announcing that he is officially an Autobot, and we actually see the Autobot logo on him for the first time, which I thought was pretty cool. It was a nice little... Uh, Nice little turn of events, considering how it started for for him as a character starting out this series. But so we we have B, who's come outside, so to speak, to uh, to summon Optimus because uh, Ironhide need, wants to see Optimus on the bridge. And then Drachis just calls him anyways. <laughs> yeah. Although, okay, how does that work in space? Um, I'm guessing that that's just his internal speaker. Okay. It's a general, yeah, it's like a, I mean, in general, like, that's a weird thing. Like, like how does, how does sound. any kind of communication work with robots? Like, mm. like, are they actually, look, if, if, if Optimus talks to Bumblebee and there's no people there to hear it, do they make a sound? Mm. I mean, like, it or, is a good question because like, like we were saying, they're out in space. The vacuum of space would not let them actually vocalize sound. So are yeah. they actually having a conversation via like transmission ways or something like that? And they just out of habit move their lips. Right. And I mean, sometimes they don't even move. Some of them don't even have mouths. Yeah. It's true enough. Like, like, are, are they, I mean, are they actually making sounds? I don't know. That would completely throw the laws of robotics out the window, but I don't know. Well, would it? Like I, well, I mean, in later cases, it, it, it would throw it would throw the our robot fifth and sixth laws of robotics here, but because you know they couldn't talk in space. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that they're not still trying to talk in space. Mm-hmm. Food for thought. Yeah, maybe somebody on Twitter will 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 pipe up and say something about it for us. Maybe we'll see. But yes, so we get uh, them heading back into the arc, and we see this sort of galactic map where they're talking about where they believe that the Allspark has landed. And then they point to where they are. And it's sort of like opposite ends of the universe, I guess you could say. And the other problem that they have aside from the distance is they only have a limited amount of energon. And yes, this is where we also get the, uh, the Mac Mac Adam in the (laughs) subtitles. So they're trying to figure out exactly how they're going to manage to get to the Allspark. Because one of the things it said is even if they can get to the Allspark by, you know, just using utilizing the arc, uh, by the time they get there, it's going to be too late to save Cybertron. So apparently there, there must be some sort of calculated decay or something along those lines, maybe, that, that they're referencing. We don't really know about. So it's kind of hard to determine how they're figuring that, you know, how much of a timeline the planet has. Like, I'm I'm not exactly sure how they would have been able to determine that. But uh, so they're they're talking about options. And this is where it's brought up that they have detected what they believe to be a space bridge. The odd thing is, is that it appears to be in a constant state of being turned on. 
as an activated, not the horny version. Yeah, God damn we... it, you said it too fast. I was going to say that's what she said, but I was in the middle of drinking. Uh, I, I was going to say, they also uh, mentioned that when the Decepticons uh, took over Cybertron, they destroyed all the space bridges on Cybertron. Yes. So that's another thing to keep in, in mind, that the space bridge that they went through also probably, I believe, exploded. So they're going to have to actually like find a better route back as well. Yeah. Just something to keep in mind. That's true. But yes, so it essentially comes down to they've got enough energy to be able to get to this space bridge that they have located. However, it's pretty much a one-way trip. If they if they get there and they can't use the space bridge, then they don't have enough energon to be able to make the trek. And they will essentially be adrift. So Bumblebee so suggests it might be a trap. And Prime's like, we're still going, but you're right, so let's be prepared. <laughs> so so this is another moment where Optimus Prime says a dumb thing that like it's not as it's not as it's like he could have been cool and then he decided not to be cool. Just like last just like last week when he was when he said we're innocent, and I was like, Come on, you're cooler than that. <laughs> um like uh here here he says here he says we're gonna we're going you know, we only have enough enough energon to get us there and we're gonna have to you know hope hope that we can get there and that it ever that it works and and he's like and if not we'll hope they have some energon like he could have said like <laughs> if not then we're you know then our mission is lost anyway or all is lost anyway or something you know something like ominous because it's mm -hmm. true like they're trying to get the all spark right that's what they're trying to yes. do so they're yep. trying to get the AllSpark, and they know the AllSpark is this way. So they got to drive their car this way, and if and if they can't get any, if they can't get any further, or if they're wrong or something, and their mission fails. I mean, if their mission fails, then their least of their worries is that they ran out of gas. I mean, you know, the whole entire their entire race is going to be gone. Like, I don't know. He should have said something cool, and instead he said, "Maybe, maybe they have sandwiches there." <laughs> So uh, I also wanted to point out that this is uh, first time in the series where they mentioned Nebulon. Yes. Like as we were talking about in the notes and stuff like that, Nebulon is a planet that's kind of in a lot of various uh, things of, of of Transformers backgrounds and stuff like that. Um, Greg, I believe you were mentioning how the how the parts of Generation One were not good are also involved with Nebulon. So yeah. Yeah. But for some reason I love the toys that came out of it. Yeah, the toys are cool. Um I had this a is... chrome dome, so Yeah, I and I had uh oh what was the wolf's name? And I had a couple of them and I had a bunch of target masters. But yeah, uh Kendo, if you you didn't get what we're talking about, the apparently this Nebulons is where they got the headmasters, target masters, and power master things because basically on Nebulon were uh humanoids that were about the size of humans and they just gave them robot suits that they could wear that let them turn into guns into heads into engines and stuff like that and that's what brought the like changed the decepticon autobot war on their planet i think i remember you guys bringing that up like maybe like in a news post or like they were like and then there there's gonna be new headmasters <laughs> 
that oh, come yeah. out in six years and costed two hundred dollars <laughs> from this third party company that makes knockoff transformers. I got a head. I got a, a hot rod headmaster from one of the recent toy lines. I, it's neat. Yeah, yeah. I that is. It's a good thing that I'm not as angry of a person as I used to be because <laughs> that would that would have that would have taken me out of the experience quite possibly. But uh, still, there's cool stuff in the, there's some cool stuff in this episode. I did fall asleep when I was watching this episode. Um, the first time, yes. the first time, yes, because I I got off work yesterday and it was one of those days when I was just like, um, I mean, work was hard, but it wasn't, but it wasn't like unreasonably hard, and I was no more or less sleep deprived than usual, but sometimes you just want to go to bed early. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was like seven o'clock and I was like, I think I'm going to go to bed. And, uh, but I was like, no, but I need to, cause I get off work like right before we podcast, uh, when we do seven o'clock, which is, is nice. Um, cause you know, it means that I don't have that like awkward time in between while I'm waiting, but, uh, but it does mean that I have to watch the night before. So I was like, okay, I'll watch the show the night before. Uh, and, uh, and as soon as I put it on, I fell asleep. <laughs> My wife made fun of me because she said it's just as, like as soon as as soon as it started, I was snoring. Aww. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I had to re so I had to actually watch it tonight. Uh, that's why there's no audio clips. Uh, so, you know, my fault, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if anybody cares about those except for me. <laughs> I'm sure folks appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's fine. But it's I think we're fine without it occasionally too. So, and this wasn't yeah. a very this episode wasn't a very audio centric episode. Like there weren't a lot of like those like awesome uh, uh, monologues. There's just yep. like Optimus saying that dumb thing. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there. It seemed like it was. It seemed like we got a lot in this episode. For the amount of time that we had, but it didn't seem like there was a lot of notable stuff. Well, that it was, it was, and it was, it was actiony. Yeah, it was very, it was very actiony in a good way. Like they moved, mm -hmm. they they did. There was character development through the action, and there was plot development through the action. But like the the best, you know, the best times for the audio clips is when like you know, like when when uh, when Rhinox was doing those crazy monologues for like during beast during the first season of beast machines <laughs> like like those are that's when you know or or other times when when we've had like back and forth between megatron and ultra magnus or megatron and alita um i think that just because these voice actors have do these excellent performances sometimes it does bring something to the show when i have those yeah. but this episode wasn't there wasn't as much of that that's true so we we cut from Optimus and the gang back to actually as you brought up there, Kendall. Uh, we got Alita and her crew as they're sort of leading the 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 Decepticon refugees. I guess you could say, sort of. Yeah. 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 yeah they're they're leading them to their their base at the old theater that we saw in season one. Uh, Jeff Fire is a bit concerned bringing all of those Decepticons to the theater. However, uh, Alita says that they're not really a threat because they've they've already started complaining about how they're you know running low on energy. So she brings up a valid point with that. Mind you, Jetfire does as well, but at the same time. So just as they finish that discussion, uh, we then get Chromia who announces that there's uh, they've got company 
so they scatter because the seekers are are looking for everybody. So we get a bit of a, a flyby with the seekers. Nothing, you know, too major with it. They just fly by. Uh, Scrapface uh, <laughs> mentions like they don't, they aren't stopping. You know, they 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 continue to look for us. And Alita's like, yeah, eventually you'll get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they manage to to go away. Uh, Chromia gives the all clear, and of course she says for now, but. They keep on moving. So we, we get a quick scene there. We then cut back to Optimus and the gang as they're now approaching the space bridge. And we see our first look of it. And we figure out why the space bridge is in a perpetual state of being turned on. It's because it's got a space station right in the middle of it. Just just sort of hanging out right there. in there. Yes. Yep. yep. Everybody's like, what the heck? <laughs> It's funny because Optimus at one point is like, uh, Ironhide, we reached the station. And Ironhide's like, um, sort of. <laughs> he's like rubbing his head as he says it. And then we get a picture of it. So. Okay, so so this scene here is why Stargate Universe is bad. <laughs> um, so so Stargate, uh, it, so in, in an episode of Stargate Atlantis, and I might be getting the time the timing off on this, but the episode was called... 38 minutes or something like that. Like it was a, a number of minutes mm-hmm. um, because it was an episode that was told almost like an episode of like 24 or something where it was told in real time because mm-hmm. they got a, cause they got a ship stuck halfway in the middle of a star, a Stargate. Oh, okay. Um, and they couldn't okay. get it to, they couldn't get it to go the rest of the way through. Oh, um, that's right. It was a jumper. Right, right. Yeah, a little yeah. a puddle jumper. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. in Stargate, the the wormhole system works different than it does in here. In Stargate, you dematerialize when you go through the wormhole and you don't rematerialize mm-hmm. until you're fully on the other until everything's all the way through. So um so it wasn't like sticking out the other end. It was like we can't get to home until we push the ship the rest of the way through. Yeah. Um, and that was, it was a, you know, a bucket episode, a, a neat little, uh, you know, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Like a, yeah, like a, a but yeah, like a bucket episode, like a neat little, uh, uh, television trick to do it in real time and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, but then because of how Stargate lore works, they did a thing one time. And then, so, and the, and the, the whole point of the episode was that Stargates can only stay open for, for 38 minutes. Yeah. Or, or however many minutes. And so then that establishes in lore that Stargates can stay open for 38 minutes. So then universe happens and every single time that they go to the universe, to a, to a planet, they say, okay, our standard operating procedure is we keep the Stargate open for 38 minutes while you, while you are there. And then we turn it off and then we turn it back on for 38 minutes. And it's like, it's dumb. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a dumb concept universe killed the franchise nobody will fight me about that because everyone agrees yeah but uh yeah rant (laughs) i i yeah okay you can keep going but this is important stuff (laughs) this is important stuff oh yeah we we get a discussion between uh prime and bumblebee where where prime refers to alpha trion he says that you know they the only obstacles that that there are are the ones that we create ourselves to which Bumblebee's like, well, that's great philosophy, Optimus, 
but right now that gigantic space station is in the way, not ourselves. <laughs> and, and then Prime's like, well, he did also used to say sometimes you just have to blow scrap up. See, that was that was a good and that was a good moment. Like that's the opposite of of maybe there were sandwiches. Maybe there'll be sandwiches. <laughs> maybe. I thought it was a cute line. Yeah, no, I, I, I liked I liked I liked the idea, you know, and it says something about his mentor where his mentor has these has these words of wisdom, but then also he can he can say things that are practical and pragmatic. Like, yeah. Is practical yeah, and but... pragmatic the same word? I think they're pretty similar. They're pretty much the same. So I should have. I was redundating myself. Okay. <laughs> so from here, we then cut back to Elita and her group as they're getting close to the theater, but then the seekers appear again. We get uh, them attempting to hide, and at this point, the the seekers land, and they're trying to use like handheld scanners on their arms to to detect the Autobots not having much luck and just when it seems like they might go away scrap was it scrap face yeah it was scrap face who decided yeah he decides to take out two of them and then a third one takes off and jetfire has to chase after it so he meant he manages to to destroy the third seeker but red alert is like what are you doing and scrap scrap face is like we're not gonna wait for them to just kill more of us but then Elita makes mention if he gets away, then our last refuge is boned. So thankfully, Jeffire manages to destroy them. I and think at some was... point, he also says that he was trying to protect her as well. Yeah. But she, and, she says and she's that... like, that's not going to protect everyone that's, yeah. you know, sick and we're repairing in there. Yeah. yeah. This is a really, a really interesting scene because of a lot of a lot of little character things. So first of all, um, Scrapface is a Decepticon, so he assumes that the Autobots are all, you know, are all boy and girl scouts. You know, mm-hmm. they're that they're, uh, you know, like like he assumes that she's mad because he killed them. You know, he killed them in cold blood, essentially, like because you know it wasn't an honorable whatever, and. Uh, and but that's not the case. She she's mad at him because he he uh you know he 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 got him he got him made basically. Yeah. You know, the one mm. um the other thing that I've realized is if if Jetfire was friends with the people that reported to him in the seekers. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a thing, right? He was like the leader of these guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. He kills a lot of them. <laughs> yes, he does. Like, like over the, he's like he's he's specifically his job is to go after his former his former allies, and it's just I don't know. It says it says something about his character, um, either either that he understands how you know how important this is, or maybe that he is, uh, you know that he's he is ruthless. That he's got a little bit of he still has a little bit of Decepticon, uh. Mm ideal I, I thoughts in his head you know um but it's just it's an interesting it's interesting that he specifically like he doesn't have to it's not just that he's fighting decepticons he is fighting specifically his his allies that he was that he was the boss of yeah um it's it's uh yeah maybe it's, he's yeah, just it's, able it's to imagine they're all scar screen right right i mean i mean he you know obviously he does what he needs to do 
But you mm-hmm. want you kind of wonder, you know, a lot of these people saw the same things as he did. Maybe they have the same kinds of doubts. Maybe he could have recruited some of them um, as opposed to just murdering them all. If that was the case, though, you would think that they would speak up rather than running off or. Right. I'm not even I'm not saying I'm not even necessarily saying like in this exact situation. No, that's but true. his but his but consistently. I mean, he ha- like, I don't know. If I was the if I was the boss of 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 people, you know, like it's like in the office when Michael Scott leaves for the Michael Scott paper company, like he says, you know, I'm leaving. Who's coming with me? Mm-hmm. And Pam is the only one that comes with him. But like maybe some, maybe he could have brought some of the, you know, like I said, they're all seeing the same stuff. I mean, or now that he's seeing uh, the that there are Decepticons that are that are breaking rank and joining them. I mean, generally they're not Decepticons that are doing super great, uh, but maybe now that he's seeing that people can turn and he knows that, and he knows that people can turn, uh, he might, you know, he might try, uh, I don't know, messaging them on Facebook or something. Space Facebook. Yeah. Space Facebook. Yeah, of course. Of course. Sorry. Space book. Yes. (laughs) And then, and and then, and so because of this scene, this is my, my last soapbox, I promise, until the next one. Um, so because of this scene, I went online and I was like, I'll bet, because it does seem like these guys are available, I'll bet I could get a scrap face. I'll bet that that's a, you know, a, it's one of the, I'll bet they have a toy because he's a major enough character, but I'll bet that, uh, I'll bet that, no, you can't. Sold out everywhere. Unless I want to pay sixty bucks for the for the eighteen dollar toy, I'm so mad. That's quite a markup. Like, well, yeah, because he's he's like it's it's you know it's sold out. It's like, isn't isn't the show supposed to be marketing the toys? <laughs> like you don't. I, I, I at this rate, it's more like the sh- the toys are marketing the show though. At this point, mm. or I mean, I, mean, I guess it's not fair. That's not what it should be. No. I mean, I guess the the thing is, I mean, well, this is the, I mean, this is the, 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 the mentality marketing shit that is going through my head. I mean, the thing is I go to, you know, I go to the comic shop and I see all the different, all the different, uh, war for Cybertron toys that they have. And about a third of them are featured in the show. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe, I, I mean, like really featured, like if, if that even, I mean, cause there's like, you know, there's dozens of. There's dozens of toys for for Siege. There's dozens of toys for Earthrise. There's dozens of toys for Kingdoms. Um, but uh, yeah, there 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 there's tons of them, and and a small percentage of them are actually featured in the show. Um, yeah. So they so if I want to get the one that's featured in the show, what that means is that when they come out with the Kingdom stuff, which I know they've started to come out with, they've started to roll out with it already. But I gotta buy it all, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's Pretty much. you know that's where that's where we're at. Like, I mean, Scorponok was badass in this episode. That toy <laughs> has been out for six months. Oh yeah, at least yeah, it's been out for a while. Like yeah, it, it, it's I it's above my pay grade. It's I don't know how much it costs, but it's in a giant box. Probably around, probably close to two hundred, pro- between one fifty and two hundred. Yeah, I'd say that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. But uh, but it's like I I don't know I I, I just wish that they would that uh, I could because because I don't even feel like it's 
like that if you buy them at msrp the msrp for these for these figures are not crazy like these are not supposed to be you know black label figures no i mean no. they're they're just they're they're good quality and stuff but i mean there are i mean msrp for scrap face was 17.99 or something like that uh for a deluxe class you know it's comparable yeah. to like you know the rhinox toy when we were kids yeah uh, you know, pretty the ten dollar ones that's that was a deluxe that was that was the what they even called that that model and freaking <laughs> and now you know and now you know i'm gonna freaking buy all the because they've announced the beast wars toys and i'm gonna assuming i can assuming i can pull some money out of my butt like i might have to sell some star wars cards or something but i'm gonna buy all the characters from beast wars nice i probably should put in a pre-order now i've already put out. in i've already put in the pre-order for primal i um, i'm not sure what what i'm, I'm still gunning for uh punch counter punch yeah but i i, I've, I don't I know what i'm gonna the, do about the newer ones i put in the pre-order for primal and i'm i'm torn about maybe try to get my hands on dinobot because dinobot looks yeah. pretty good wait there's a dinobot mm-hmm. i think i didn't know that so they must have announced more than they must announce more after the ones before okay you can keep going i'm gonna go add, i'm gonna add all these <laughs> things to my amazon cart real fast <laughs> so getting getting back to the scene after Jetfire's destroyed all the seekers uh he and alita have a have a nice little discussion because elita is sort of like well are you gonna tell tell me you told me so he's like no he's like i'm gonna tell you that i think i destroyed that seeker before they were able to transmit her location so <laughs> she's like oh good work and he's like and if i didn't we'll find out soon enough <laughs> <laughs> So we, we cut back to, to Prime and the others who have boarded the base. Uh, Wheeljack uh, activates a backup power source on the base. Uh, he's sort of been able to interface, I guess, with, with the base using a tablet that he's got. So we see a bunch of lights come on, a bunch of doors start to open, and we get a menacing set of red eyes behind one and a bit of a growl. So as we then return to Optimus, RC does a scan. She's like, well, same readings as before. The station appears to be empty. Oh, yes. And this is where we get our introduction of our two red shirts for the episode, I want to say. Uh, so they're two cog-like bots, but they're both red. Yeah. But uh, um, we... It's like those... It reminds me of like those old twin robots, like yeah, there was the blue ones that was like top spin and wingspan, I think, or something like that. One was a something like that, yeah. But I, I but there was also the car and plane one that was that was red, and I'm trying to remember their names, but yeah, yeah. All it says is Autobot for the yeah. subtitles, <laughs> which should have been an indicator for this episode. <laughs> they didn't even name them. <laughs> uh, so they they do talk a bit about uh, you know. So where's the other half of the station? Trying to figure out what they're going to try and do as far as can they try and push it through? And they're like, no, we can't do that. Ratchet has gotten to the space bridge control. He can't shut it off. So Ratchet resi is resigned to say Wheeljack's plan appears to be the best one. 
Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, damn straight. Uh, which is apparently blowing the station in half. But they need to be very precise because even the smallest miscalculation can destroy the space bridge as well. So Wheeljack figures out that instead of making a big explosion, that they should try and do it as a precision implosion. So that way the, the space breaks in half. The one half is on the other side. This half stays and then they can close the space bridge essentially. So they, they split up into teams. It's Bumblebee and Prime, RC and Wheeljack, and one red shirt. And then uh, we've got Mirage, another red shirt, and... Sideswipe. And right? Sideswipe, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> we do get a, a funny scene as well with Sideswipe and Mirage as they're <laughs> looking for a spot to, to put these charges in. And Mirage is like, oh, well, we're almost there. And Sideswipe's like, good. And he's like, why is that good? He's like, you don't have a backpack full of Wheeljack's uh, explosives on your back right now. He's like, oh, yeah, good point. (laughs) Which, you know, true enough. I would be a bit freaked out myself. But uh, from here, we then cut to, uh, from the scene, we go to Wheeljack and RC as they get into like a power core, I guess you could say Uh, it's a pretty big room with a big sort of cylinder in the middle of it. They start setting charges. The, uh, the unnamed red Autobot uh, asks if it's going to, you know, is this going to work? Wheeljack pretty much says, well, it has to, otherwise we're out of options because we don't have enough energy on and our sparks will just fade into obscurity. So no pressure. Yeah, no pressure at all. So we then cut to Bumblebee and Optimus as they travel through the space bridge and we get our first glimpse of a planet below. Very life, you know, seems to be filled with quite a bit of fauna and looks like some burial structures. Yeah, there's some ruins, but doesn't appear to be any signs of any life aside from plant life. So it's a little weird. Although we do get Optimus saying that appearance can be more than meets the eye. Which so. is a dumb line because appearance cannot be more than is he saying <laughs> that is he saying that it's less than meets the eye? Because it is the appearance. I was gonna say you were quiet for so long there, Kendall. It seemed a little weird. I well, I was trying to find I guess Dinobot's not on freaking Amazon. Oh, maybe they haven't put it up for pre order yet. They just announced it announced the the toy. Okay. Yeah, I want to say it was just a month or two ago that they announced the toys, so that might be why. Because it's a, a Voyager class, right? So that's the yeah. like, that's like the uh, second big ones. Like there's there's the the small ones, the slightly bigger ones, the large ones, and then the like deluxe size huge ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the uh, uh, Megatron is is one of the one of those. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. Megatron is one of those ones. Um, well, it's I I see Dinobot on Hasbro Pulse for pre-order. Oh, when's it? When's it coming? What's the release date? Uh, will be available to ship on May first. Okay, so the furthest ahead I saw was Cheetor's April. So uh, Amazon just might not have it up yet. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the Hasbro site has it up for pre-order for $29.99. So there you go. And a limit of two per customer. Amazon doesn't charge your card until it ships, right? Yes. Maybe I'll get Black Arachnia. Oh, yeah. Did you know about Black Arachnia, Kendall? Yeah, I've got... So, so far, I actually pre-ordered Cheetor because I clicked wrong. Um, and I have <laughs> sitting in my cart, I have... Ow. I just... I just... I clicked, like, submit the order instead of just leaving it in my cart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I added Rat Trap, Optimus, and Black Arachnia. Is, is Megatron... Did they announce a Megatron? Yep. Yeah, it looks actually Megatron might be out already. Oh, but that's um... the leader class. That's like the oh geez, those those yeah. are the Dino huge... Dinobot is is Voyager class. Uh, let me let me. Yeah, Megatron's pricey. Yeah, ninety-four bucks. Yeah, ninety-four bucks Canadian. This is riveting podcasting right here. <laughs> Absolutely riveting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have my old Megatron. That's necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. On Hasbro Pulse, he's sold out right now, but normally sells for forty nine ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. But what the pre-orders are available March first. Okay. So he's nowhere. Pulse he's also sucks, right. He's probably he's nowhere near either. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll just have to keep. I'll just have to keep an eye out for, um, well. Yeah, you'll probably see him in stores right around March 1st, I'd say. Which, let me take a look at my calendar here. Is a Monday. So it's probably a Monday or Tuesday. But yeah. So yes, cutting cutting back to the the action, so to speak. We we see Wheeljack has uh, set the charges. Uh, RC is, is wondering if maybe... There's nobody there because there was, you know, did they evacuate or were there plunderers maybe? And just as they're having that discussion, there's a loud thud. And then we get like a, almost like a rattlesnake rattling sound. And so RC pulls out her gun and we hear somebody say, trespassers, invaders. And this is where we get our sacrificial Autobot who decides to investigate only to get impaled through the chest. Autobot one, no. Yep, and then slammed into a wall, and then tossed away, and yep, and then we see Scorponok attacking the others. So, and let's 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 be clear. This is not the Beast Wars Scorponok. This is the giant mechanical. Yeah, and this is where I was saying, like, I wanted to. I talked about like. Since they probably don't know realize this, that Scorponok is a headmaster, which mm-hmm. means that the you know the head is also a little robot that transforms and then you know plug it into the body. So yeah. the idea that only shooting the head and punching the head like Optimus was causing pain kind of led to the idea that the the rest of the robotic body is really not is more of it just being controlled by the, the little robot head than the mm-hmm. actual than it being one full being. And it's weird, too, because in... Um, so this is where I go back to, to G1, Kendall, because Scorponok in G1, uh, it was in the fourth season, uh, Scorponok could transform into a spaceship to, to be able to carry other, like, uh, other Decepticons. Mm. So he's actually smaller here than what he normally was in G1. 
because uh, in G1 he was almost a mega supreme size. Yeah, I think in one version he's almost a city size too. Like yeah, he, or like a metroplex size. Yeah. Yeah, like he get he's like considered like uh, a city like you need a city speaker sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean he does get bigger in this episode when he goes into his robot form, but even still it's like not as big as what we would have expected okay. from G1. He's still big though. I mean, and he's big oh, yeah. anyway. I like the yeah. design. Um, so yeah, so the leader class, yeah, he doesn't come out until April twenty fourth. So hopefully, um hopefully they'll uh and that's only MSRP on that is only like is only like fifty or sixty. Like it's not it's not a crazy as long as I as long as I'm on top of it. Yeah, you should be able to find him. I got really excited because they said they had an inferno. But it's the wrong inferno. <laughs> yeah, it's a freaking oh, fire, it's a truck. fire truck. It's yeah. the fire truck. That's like what I, I was saying. Too. Everybody's a freaking school bus. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll be like they'll be like Rhinox coming out, and I look so, and it's a freaking school bus. I, uh, one of the nicer things about the uh, the TF Wiki is when it lists the toys. Like it always just lists lists their like serial number and their name, but they also put a they also put a symbol by it, mm-hmm. and so like. It actually put like pre- a Predacon one by the Predacons, a Maximal by the Maximals, and the Transformers. They put an Autobots or a Decepticon one. So when I saw Inferno, I'm like, oh good. And then I looked over and I saw it was the Autobots, and I'm like, no, it's gonna be the tr- fire truck. Yeah, Dang. Yeah. It'll be like it'll yeah. be like Silverbolt. I'll be like, oh awesome. And then it's like yeah, a, I know. And then it's like a Formula One car. Nah, they probably would do the plane. It's a bicycle. They have they have done the plane. Oh, yeah. oh, there is another silver bolt. There is yeah. another silver ah, bolt. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's a Cessna. I think he was part of the siege line. Okay. Yeah. And actually, Kendall, it's funny that you mentioned Rhinox because I'm pretty sure that they are coming with a Rhinox. Yeah, it definitely hasn't been announced yet, but that's like, I want a Rhinox so bad. I yeah. My my first my first Beast Wars was a Rhinox and a. And the repaint of of uh, Waspinator um, Buzzsaw, mm-hmm. yeah. And but who cares about Buzzsaw? But Rhinox, and I like lost all the pieces to Rhinox. Like it was not a good like kids. I feel like some of the some of the Beast Wars were like like Megatron is great because none of the pieces come off. Like I yep. mean he has he has like the two the two missiles on his hips, which oh un- yeah, unfortunately yep. unfortunately you know got lost a million years ago, but. Like generally, most of his pieces are there, but like Optimus, and then Optimus Primal is the polar opposite, where there's like a million pieces uh, that you know you can't. There's no way to get a like. I had to buy the freaking op, the monkey face off of eBay to make my Optimus Primal at least somewhat presentable, mm-hmm. and he still doesn't have. I he needs his his left butt cheek. <laughs> Aww. You know what I mean? The the thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know exactly what I mean when I say he needs his left butt cheek. But uh <laughs> No, it's so cool that they're coming out with Beast Wars figures. I just I really hope I can get them all. Like 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 I will be so mad if I if yeah, if like if I can't get Megatron or I can't get Dinobot or whatever. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I just I did I did like there's like $125 worth of Amazon orders. I'm sure that it's going to overdraft my checking account at the worst possible time or like <laughs> you know, make me not be able to pay for my insulin or something, but like, <laughs> this is important. 
It is. But yes, getting back to the episode, we return to the old theater, and we've got Red Alert, who's fixing up some Decepticons. Scrapface is sort of beside himself in the fact that, you know, they fixed Decepticons here as well as Autobots, and Jeffire's like, well, you're, you're surprised? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then it's announced that Shockwave has a signal going planet-wide that they managed to turn on in a, a giant hologram of Shockwave is saying that Megatron has ordered all Decepticons to report to the arena that they have Energon and they're fortified to protect them. Shockwave is such an asshole! Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I kind of love him, but also he is such an asshole! Like, like yeah. man! Yeah, because Alita sees right through it. She's like, like, he just wants them there so he can harvest their sparks. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously... Yeah. Uh, every everybody everybody who knows what's going on, but the people that know what's going on are it's, oh my god, yeah, yeah, and I mean it's like you and it's like worse too because like at this point Megatron has left on the Nemesis, so is is like Shockwave just said that they he said that so that he could get Autobots. Is he going to do this on his own for his own reasons? Right, right, yeah, yeah. This is I. It hadn't occurred to me. It didn't occur to me until the end of the episode that that Megatron has left. But I mean, it's like yeah. it's like there. I mean, it, it's it's. Oh man, because also because also I think that it is. I mean, again, I've only read the comics. I haven't seen the G one cartoon or whatever. But it does make sense for Megatron to have a falling out with Shockwave at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere G1, where Shockwave they never really. Shockwave is pretty much loyal lieutenant through okay. the entire series. Okay. Well, in the in the I think in the I think in the IDW comics, well, I guess Megatron's just kind of not around in the IDW uh, comics that I read. Shockwave is is has his own mechanizations and and his own logic to further Cybertron and Cybertronians in his own ideal. He works he works really well regardless of what the G1 cartoon does. He works really well as a bat as a worse guy as like as like Tankor. Yeah, like the yeah. way that Tankor kind of had his own faction. Um, uh, Tarantulas at at some point kind of got there, um, but yeah, I really I really think it would be it'll be great if if we see um, even if it's even if like even if it's just that Optimus or that uh, that Megatron like kicks him out sends him to earth or whatever. Uh, if there's like a legit, like he, he took things too far. Cause this version of Megatron is really interesting in that he mm-hmm. is, he is will. He, I mean, he has the public face. That's the, you know, evil politician, Lex Luthor type, but he also legitimately believes that all the terrible things are the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 he specifically like he didn't want to murder his own people. He didn't want to get rid of 57 people from, you know, District 12. So of course he doesn't want to murder everyone on Cybertron. And then, you know, whatever Project Nemesis is, if Project Nemesis is uh like new I, I, I'm betting that it's it's uh protoforms, that it's uh mm-hmm. I mean obviously the Nemesis is the is the ship, right? Yeah. yeah, but but I'm betting that there's more to it than that. That it's like proto forms of the next generation of of Decepticons or something like that. Maybe maybe Predacons. 
Maybe. Ooh, that'd be cool. But like, there's. Mm. I think there's more to it than than just that they're building a spaceship. Uh, but it's just like, oh man, freaking crazy shit. Mm. Stark. It Dark is AF. <laughs> but yes, there's a, a discussion between Alita and Scrapface, and they agree to that they need to stop Shockwave and that they will go together and destroy the arena. Uh, so we get a nice little scene where where there's a handshake and and everybody's like, "Well, count me in," and "Me too," and "I'm in," and so it was nice team building, very very. Very nice. But then we cut back to uh, the Autobots on the station and Scorponok is just like trying to kill them all. Because <laughs> we've got RC and Wheeljack who are trying to fend him off. Uh, he nearly gets... Wheeljack nearly gets plucked by him, but RC manages to make a save. And this is where they shoot him in the head and he sort of... He recoils, but then they keep shooting the body without realizing that he recoiled because he was shot in the head and then he goes back on the offensive again because they keep shooting the body and doesn't really do anything and he just gets pissed off. Uh, Prime and Bumblebee are sort of, you know, they, it seems like they've tried to scan the planet, at least what they can see, and they haven't found any signs of life as they're planning some charges. Um, and apparently it's been deserted for cycles, they say. So I'm, I'm assuming it's probably like years. But then they get... Cycles, they, so, cycles yeah. are inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> Cycles is uh, somewhere between a second and year and a year. Yeah. <laughs> cuz uh, like that one time Rhinox it took Deca cycles for him to be healed in one episode. And I was that in the low oh, road? Oh yeah. That might that have been, been the low road. No, no, the low road wasn't. Cuz the low road he got healed because he ate all the beans. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, that was such a good episode. Beast Wars is know. such a good show. <laughs> and I mean, I mean not just because of that beast wars is such a good show like like i we we watched it and and the the fact that the the fact that the second two seasons where they tried to like mature and make the complex and make the plot more complicated mm -hmm. uh are actually worse than the first season speaks to how good the first season of that is uh like 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 just because because i mean i don't think yeah i don't think that i think that the first season was, and it didn't need to be six seasons you know it didn't need to be more seasons than that at least not in that era because it wouldn't have kept up um the quality it was it was pretty clear to, it was pretty clear watching it that it kind of got worse as it went on but but there was something really special about beast wars oh yeah i mean i know that we do this podcast but it's just uh i don't know it's crazy to me some stuff holds up and some stuff doesn't you know what i mean well, I mean, they're getting ready to celebrate 25 years of it, so. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, the 25th anniversary, so people still remember, and they still remember it fondly. Mm -hmm. And considering what's coming in the pipeline, it's not surprising either. And it's, but, yeah, I don't know, it's just like, it's just crazy to me that some, that it, yeah, I don't know. I Maybe I just have low standards for Transformers stuff because of Michael Bay or something like that, but like, I don't, I don't know it's like and it's because it's more than it's it's more than just nostalgia like yeah. there's definitely there's definitely nostalgia in in beast wars um and you know action figure stuff that uh, action figure fandom that i don't have for any other property and other stuff that makes me super biased about it but but there really was something special about beast wars oh yeah no definitely 
Oh, I completely agree. Yeah, glad I'm glad that you like that you actually like Beast Wars. Um, being on a pod <laughs> a podcast that sprung out of Beast Wars that's had over a hundred episodes, uh, you'd be Fast surprised how many people have breaker. podcasts about things that they don't like. Yeah, that that's was the name of the coast. Uh, was uh, fat uh, fast lane and and cloud clouds raker cloud raker. Ah, uh, okay. Well, yes, they, they the... actually released them in, for this toy line, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the Galactic Odyssey were like you know on this planet are these guys, and on this planet is these guys, and they're on the uh, Biosphera. Okay. Hmm. But again, you know, this is like why the the toys are different than. <laughs> Yeah, very true. Yes, we uh, we get Wheeljack uh, sort of making a call for help. And just as he gets plucked up by Scorponok, we uh, we hear a, a familiar voice and we turn around and we see Omega Supreme. Only Omega Supreme is a lot smaller than the last time I remember seeing Omega Supreme. And so Scorponok tosses Wheeljack aside takes a swing at omega supreme and it's a mirage yeah <laughs> i actually did not notice that he was a smaller it didn't like register at all until he hit the until he hit the mirage the mirage and i'm like yeah. oh right right yeah because remember that la- last episode of last season like yeah he yeah. was huge right right yeah like his hand was able to to crush multiple transformers in in one swipe, so so yeah, right. he he was big. He was a big boy. Yep, big bod. It's really but, a uh, shame that Omega Supreme sounds like a Taco Bell food. <laughs> like 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 I don't know. Like I was just thinking about that. Like it's it's a shit because he is. I mean, I don't think that they had Nacho Supreme in the whenever like the eighties or whatever when they named that guy. But, like, man, Taco Bell has co-opted the word supreme yeah. in a way that is that, that it's all it's not fair. That the thing that you just said, though, is probably going to be the episode title. Of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is you'll have plenty to pick from um, oh, yeah. my uh, I'm almost done with my whiskey. Ah. Uh... But yes, so we seriously though get... mixing mixing orange juice and uh, and Lacroix uh, makes a good chaser. But uh, we get uh, we get the other Autobots coming to the rescue. We've got Sideswipe and Mirage, and then Prime trucks on in, transforms midair, and just nails Scorponok right in the head with a few shots. But then Scorponok manages to grab him, but as he tries to get prime in the head with his tail prime is strong enough to just grab the the end of the tail and just sort of hold it at bay before he gets tossed aside um but uh then we see we see primes i'm trying to remember did we see oh yes we did see prime's axe last season but it was only for like a second to take out a couple of seekers last season i remember but uh he he pulls out the axe and scorponok manages to fall into a pit in the center of the uh, the this uh, reactor room, I guess you could say, and okay. as he falls into the the darkness, the the Autobots are starting to regroup, but then we hear a large transforming sound. <laughs> yeah, very deep. Yeah, 
and but and this whole time, Scorponok has been saying like one river response is like you like murderers, you know. Uh, he also says def- I think uh, like defilers. Oh, I think defilers, uh, meager, scant. Uh, what was another one? In- I think he said something like imperfect or. Yeah, there was conspiring to dismantle, um, but he he rises from from the pit, so to speak, and he is in his robot form, and he is big, and so RC manages to call everybody to uh, one of the the doors to the room, and they all run, and Scorponok gives chase. Bumblebee is the last one and manages to get through when. The other red shirt gets plucked off the ground and tossed into into a wall and explodes. That that but, was uh, the one that exploded. Yeah, that's the one I meant. <laughs> but uh, so the Autobots managed to escape as Scorponok is pounding on the door, denting it, and of course there's no other way out. Okay, so the the people that the people that got killed were people that don't matter. They were red shirts. They don't matter. I I think I was not paying attention both times that I watched it when, so I couldn't tell like who, who they were, if they were anybody, impo- they weren't anybody important. It was just, no, it was just randoms. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, as we, as we hear the, the thud on the door from Scorponok, we then cut to the nemesis outside the station and Megatron is, you know, he, he's not happy. We've got barricade who says the weapons are ready to fire, but prime is like, don't fire because Optimus is on that station and he's like prime came here for a reason and probably one reason. And Starscream pipes up, says the all spark. So they can't risk shooting and destroying the all spark, but then Megatron says, prepare a boarding party. I'll tear prime to pieces with my bare hands. And then we cut to credits. Yeah. Yeah. Cool cool ending cool stuff oh yeah i thought this it it was like you said kendall there wasn't a lot of great dialogue in this but there was certainly quite a bit of action and certainly we're seeing you know scorponok is pretty menacing so be interesting to see how things go next episode or rather i know how things go next episode (laughs) so it'll be interesting (laughs) for you guys (laughs) yeah Overall, what were you guys' thoughts? Or I suppose we've gone through quite a bit of it already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. My thoughts are that I'm probably in trouble with my wife for pre-ordering all those Transformers. <laughs> I won't uh, tell her. I already told her. I told her uh, all of the all of I. There are a few noti- You will probably hear a few notifications from Facebook in the uh, in the recording. That's her <laughs> responding. <laughs> <laughs> same Kendall what are you doing okay okay I'm I'm closing out of Facebook now okay so now you won't hear the notifications I think um she no she just said oh boy okay actually it's nice because they're kind of spread out like the um uh rat trap and black arachnia are gonna be the beginning of um of February and then uh Optimus is mid-February and then the other ones are not till April so it's not oh. that it's not that unreasonable, and I got because I got them at freaking MSRP, so they're like twenty bucks each. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. probably should look into game if I want to get Black Rackney. I should look into game that then, 
since it's going to be out in February before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's just yeah. a few weeks away. Yeah. 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 Oh. I, I placed my pre-order for primal mid December and they told me that he, that he was coming out in February. So, but you know, what's going to be frustrating is that freaking skeleton dinosaur dude is going to be the most <laughs> important character in kingdoms. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> and I'm going to be like, Oh, I want to get the skeleton dinosaur. And they'll be like, that'll be $200. <laughs> probably that's I mean, not a known character right no no okay. um remember how i said that there's the whole combat and air airlock thing that's one of the things that's in the kingdom things that we'll get there but just to let you know they call it fossil technology okay yeah it's supposed and to be like is, weapons and armor sort of and sorted, yeah. and this is fossil like how combat is a acronym it's like fossilized osteoskeletal shield integration loadout so so the f in fossil stands for fossil yeah, yeah. Mm, no yeah so so it probably will be there oh well that's okay i i mean the more important thing because i mean honestly if i actually care six months from now about scrap face i probably will be able to would be able to go back and find him for msrp once people forget about war for cybertron I mean, unless the new season comes out in six months. Well, then, then, well, I mean, or or eight months or whatever, like in in a long enough amount of time, the more I, the more educated I get about Transformers, the more I care about certain things and not other things I can, I'm sure there will be things for me to spend my money on. That's my point. Um, you you know, I'm not, I'm not as, I'm, I was a little bit better earlier, but I'm kind of getting a good happy drunk on right now. Um, I figured I figured I should drink during at least one of our podcast episodes since uh that's one of the that's one of the like the check marks on the on the Warren Beast drinking game is yeah. uh the check marks Kendall on the drinking during game. an episode. That it would be the bingo <laughs> card. <laughs> oh my gosh, remember when remember when that person made that that bingo card? Oh yeah. yeah. That was like one of the that was like one of the coolest things anyone has ever done for me or I mean, you know, done for a podcast that I was on. Like yeah. it's 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 like it's so humbling that to think that people not only would listen but like would be, you know, sort of sort of uh super fans and that you know, they look for the stuff like I don't know, it's cool stuff. But uh I think we've still got that on on the face or no. It's not the um, it was on there, but I it was the the banner for the Facebook group for the longest time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, we just still, just for for while we're doing Earthrise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it was just, I don't know. Just like thinking about that, it was, there were sometimes you don't realize when when things are happening how cool those things are. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't want to be that super you know like self indulgent. I hate when podcasters get super self-indulgent about their own about their own work but that was a cool thing that somebody did pretty pretty early on um that uh yeah um but yeah but the the, the stuff but no it was a it was a good episode i really liked seeing scorpionok i really like i kind of like the trope of people going on a on a mission and then they travel to different places and have to kind of interact with those places. And that mm-hmm. seems like what uh, Optimus is doing here with his crew. Um, and then I also really, I really like the sort of hopeless, 
hopeless rebellion last you know last little bits of people fighting um that we're seeing on that we're seeing on cybertron right now it's just such a cool such a cool thing and we only have we, have, we got three episodes left this season and which is also great because it's just like even this was the closest thing to a filler episode we had and we had and we saw freaking scorpionock yeah we saw scorpionock and if... we saw shockwave being an asshole yeah yeah even if he was class sort of classified as a filler episode we still had stuff happen like it wasn't it wasn't like a one and done episode like this is you know we're we're still seeing narrative being continued here which also i would love to see a one and done episode like a, <laughs> like a bucket episode like a mm. optimus and bumblebee running around the station trying to swat a fly <clears throat> There you go, Kendall. I just linked that bingo picture for you in the chat. Awesome. <laughs> but yes, so uh, Jordan, do we have any questions this week? We do. Yeah. One second. Uh, let me also double check to see if we have more than uh, what I wrote down. Mm -hmm. uh, and was also here. But we do have a couple of questions. And. First, we got from Rhea Rose. Hi, Rhea. Uh, Hi there. With, hey, Rhea. With how amazing the scenery of the planet was, do you have high hopes for more colorful light scenes when we finally get to the Beast War season? I kind of, yeah, I kind of am. Look, I'm really liking the, the look of the series. I really, it would be kind of nice to see how things are looking now from the dank, uh, you know, like decaying uh, Cybertron and and close ships to a more vibrant planet yeah. kind of thing man, i think it would definitely be nice to see something a bit more vibrant man you said beast wars season oh man <laughs> that <laughs> no that that could be oh man because because i was thinking but you're right i mean like like half of the toys from kingdoms that have been that have been announced are beast wars or otherwise you know animals uh, mm -hmm. it's it's not like it's there's a there's a pretty good chance that we're gonna see yeah that it is gonna be a a full blown Beast Wars themed season and that that's gonna be awesome like I'll you know I will I mean I will say I would really like I I do think it's very important that we have at least one episode that looks like a Windows ninety five screensaver <laughs> um that would be a good like that would be a good bucket episode yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Beast Wars theme. See, like Jesus Christ. So you're saying all this stuff, and I just got this big <laughs> grin on my face right now. <laughs> like, all right, man. If we have legit, and then if it goes well, like you know, if things are successful, there will be more of them. So if we have a yeah. full blown Beast Wars season, they could spin it off into its own show or something like that. Like possibly or or just or a movie or yeah, something like that yeah. i mean it's it's netflix at this point it's not <laughs> like they're hurting for money it's not like they couldn't afford it right right and also i mean the three of us are i mean we're on the tail end of it but we're pretty much the target market for all nostalgia right now so it's very mm -hmm. important that everything that gets made is made for us and because <laughs> of that it's it's likely that it's likely that, that we'll see something, you know, we'll see something Beast Wars, but 
uh yeah i mean yeah yeah like if this is a beast wars season how great would that be yeah be right. pretty awesome are you ready for the second question yep all right from kendall what is greg's opinion of five guys burgers and fries what kendall. <laughs> so okay so you made a big deal on last episode about how you don't want a burger that's overly greasy yes so what do you think of five guys we don't have five guys that's the problem you don't so you've never had five guys never had five guys oh man they have some good burgers yeah well yeah because they're 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 good they're really good i agree (laughs) but they are the greasiest burgers you've ever had Mm -hmm. um yeah like um, up here we only have like the big big chains like wendy's burger king mcdonald's mm uh a and w uh harvey's i think is more can i think that's more canadian and maybe northern states i don't know if you guys have harvey's or not um we got kfc kfc Um, doesn't have very good burgers no (laughs) uh i'm trying to think what else i i mentioned ihop and that literally just came here in the last year um but yeah, those are those are the big ones. Like we don't have any of like the regional burger chains. Okay. None of that stuff from the states. Up yeah, here. I guess I don't think of Five Guys as being regional because it's it's pretty much. I don't think that there's a region that it is not in the United States. It it's very like it it it. There are a lot of California burger chains that are literally just burgers and fries, and mm-hmm. it was the first. It was the closest thing to like a fat burger or an In and Out burger or. Uh, couple other places when i lived in los angeles that we had in ohio um i yeah i guess i i feel like and i feel like when i argue with people on slack about which fast food restaurant is best some asshole always says five guys even though even though that doesn't really count like it's you know but that's 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 interesting to me that you guys don't have like i wonder if it's if it's like not as prolific in Canada or whatever. Cause I, I just, I don't feel like, like it's not like Shake Shack or in and out like Shake Shack is East coast and in and out is, is West coast. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I would be very, if you ever get the chance to try a five guys burger, I'd be very interested in your opinion of it because it's, it's, it's the greasiest burger you've ever had, but it's done really well. Okay. Um, and so like, you kind of have to be, like it's too greasy for me sometimes, but if I'm in the mood for it, nothing is better. Okay. Um, so I just checked. So apparently there are five guys in Canada, but it is literally only Ontario and West. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, it's like southern Ontario. There's there's one in Manitoba. There's 16 in Alberta. There's 26 in Ontario, 16 in Alberta, 8 in British Columbia, freaking 3 in Manitoba. Okay. But yeah, there's nothing east of Ontario. So Quebec and where I am that's east of Quebec, nothing. Okay. So. Okay. So it's, that's like two states away? Yep. Okay. So you could yeah. you could go on a road trip if you really wanted to. If I did a solid... Probably 16 hour drive. I could probably okay. find a five guys. Okay. Well, I wouldn't recommend driving 16 hours for five guys, but if you oh. drove for 16 hours for another reason, it might be, 
you know, if you were in Ontario for like a a concert or convention or something, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it would be worth it'd be worth seeking out. I'd be very I'd be very curious. Um, also, you can always tell when um, Five Guys expands to a new chain because a new group of people on Twitter are like, look how many French fries they gave me. Because <laughs> they give Good you. Good to know. Because they. Yeah. So don't do don't be that guy. But you, okay. you order a you order a, a French fry and they put it in the cup and they put it in the bag and then they dump a bunch more fries in the bag. Like it's, oh, so that's the place that does that. I have heard about that. I yeah. just didn't remember which which one it was. And the fries are really good. Just don't just you don't need to tweet about it. We know that, that Five okay. Guys gives you a lot of fries. How is it compared <laughs> to like a Wendy's or a McDonald's fry? I mean, it's it's uh so Five Guys they I think they sliced the potato there. Oh, yeah, okay. it's yeah, very it's... it's very freshly made, uh, straight from from the potato, not like uh, frozen, not like, not uh, like frozen and battered uh, like or anything like that. Yeah, to that compare it to before, other yeah. places that you have that are not in your area, it's closer to a Shake Shack or an In and Out Burger or a Fat Burger. People people who like In and Out Burger will tell me I'm wrong, but In and Out Burger isn't that great, assholes. <laughs> um. <laughs> People from Ohio apparently don't like In-N-Out Burger very much, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's but it's like a higher end. Like you pay eight bucks for a burger, and if you're gonna get a burger and fries and a drink, it's gonna be fifteen bucks or something like that. Like it's not. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a cheap place. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's worth the money. It's good quality, but it's it's like it's a it's intentionally it's the people that the people that eat there that get their burgers there. On the other days of the week, they're getting their lunch at Panera Bread. Okay, you, you know it's 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 a it's a it's a fast casual. It's not a fast food. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good to know. All right. So that was all the questions that we had for this week. Yep, that was all we had. Glad all we had that right. conversation, though, Greg. It was it was bugging <laughs> me. It was bugging me like the day after we talked. I was like, he doesn't like greasy burgers. What does he think of Five Guys? <laughs> also, Five Guys, for what it's worth. Has a really solid hot dog. Like, um, if you're if you're had their hot dogs, yeah, it's it's uh it's rock solid. I mean, it's it's uh, it's like still a little pricey, um, but it's uh it's it's really good. Like, if you're like, I want a I want a hot dog that's like from a place that has good hot dogs, but there's only a Five Guys. You know, you can go there and you can get a good hot dog from them. It's 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 uh, it's rock solid. But Jordan, you need to go to you need to go to the original hot dog. Have you been to the original hot dog, whatever it's called, the O? Yeah, oh, but I can't remember when I was there. But I did. I know I've been there at least once. It's just okay. been so long. Well, Jordan, Jordan, I've I've decided as long <laughs> as you're okay with this. Once this pandemic's over, my wife and I are going to make a road trip out to Pittsburgh, and we're going to take you to the O. Okay, that sounds it's fun. Probably the best hot dog I've ever had. Also a place that gives you lots of French fries. Okay. Kendall, you're talking about burgers. <laughs> Have I ever told you about Donaire's? No, you haven't. Okay. So, okay. So Donaire's are, are very regional to here. Um, they're similar to a gyro, I guess. Is a euro? Or a euro. Um, but so it originated in Halifax so what it was, what it is, is it's, it says thin, but it's not really, I don't want to call it thin. It's, it's, but it's, uh, slices of spiced beef 
laid on a pita, okay. on a warmed pita, uh, topped with diced onion and tomato, and then drizzled with a sweet garlicky sauce. Okay. And you can have cheese on it as well. Normally, it's like a mozzarella cheese. Interesting. Hmm. Let me find you a picture. But I like I swear by them. They're they are delicious. And they're a they're a Prince Edward Island specialty. Uh so so it's a Nova Scotia specialty. Okay. I am going to send you a link in the chat to a picture of one. Hopefully it actually works. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah, that does kind of look like a euro. But yeah, yeah, it looks. They good. are good. The, the the they are delicious. I had one. I actually I had one last week. But uh, oh, so good, so so good. But I like I like having my uh, my onions um, grilled rather than just having like raw onion on them. I find it's a little too uh, little too strong with the the fresh onion on it. But that's just me. But yeah. So uh, do either of you have anything you would like to plug this week? Um, I'll still continue plugging uh, Jesse Cooper's like Alphabet Flight. It's been Jeez, I it's been a lot of fun just listening to it, and there's there's all kinds of stuff. I think uh, last as of uh, this one, one of the last ones that was out was uh, Fing, Fin Fang Foom. Yes, I just I remember. I just remember the next wave of parents, which technically wasn't a Fin Fang Foom, but a like biological entity that may like him, but still, that was a fun little thing because. I don't know something about the text boxes of how it just kept going, like it's fing fang foom, and like every every like uh, every other panel. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'll I, I'll you can find that uh, uh, you can find the Twitter at at, at alphabet flight, and uh, you know that'll have links to to the episodes and, and things, and you can also find me on Twitter. I'll, I'll boost that in case people are curious i'm uh dory mingu at uh d-o-r-i underscore m-i-n-g-u cool so how about you so it sounds like Mm -hmm. donaires might be a turkish thing too yeah the so the the restaurant that originated it was called king of donair and the owner if i remember correctly is uh uh originally from turkey if i remember correctly okay yeah because they have it at this uh this Turkish restaurant in Columbus. So yeah. I'll have to try that. Um, yeah. Uh, Kendallcast.ninja. Um, uh, the Kendall, w- listen to the Kendallcast movie round table. It's very accessible. Uh, we just did our episode on, uh, goodwill hunting. And, uh, hopefully I will post it before this episode gets posted. Uh, if not, then listen to our 2001, a space odyssey episode in which I am unfairly critical of the episode or of the, of the, sh- of the movie. Um, but, uh, but other people like it and, and have some really interesting stuff to say about it. Uh, that's what we called music is going to have our 69th episode soon. Um, nice. Kendall. Yeah. Kendall cast, uh, the, the, the kind of collection of all my podcasts, um, is over 300 episodes, but I have not yet done anything to celebrate that. And I think I might give up on that, but, uh, it's like Circle K has donairs also. That's interesting. Mm. But... <laughs> but 
Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to try that. There's a bunch of my my wife really likes euros, so uh, there's a bunch of euro places that uh, we should probably try. But um, nice. yeah, um, Candlecast on Ninja, celebrating media, comics, or no? What are we? What's my slogan? Celebrating, celebrating <laughs> media hobbies and passions since 2014, because 2014 is the arbitrary date I chose. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, listen to the stuff. Um, oh, pull list. Oh, I don't think I've, I haven't said this. This is a thing that people that listen to this podcast might also be fans of. So the pull list is, is my comic book podcast. Uh, but, uh, Jared, my co who's my co-host and I, uh, decided that we were tired of talk, just kind of mindlessly talking about the stuff that was coming out week to week. So this year, um, I'm not sure how long it's going to take us. Uh, we are t- we are discussing the entire Civil War uh, comic Ooh. book event uh, from uh-huh. 2006. Uh, and we just recorded our Road to Civil War episode. Uh, so that will be up at some point. Uh, probably, again, <laughs> within a reasonable amount of time of this episode. But uh, you can find that all at KendallCast.Ninja or the KendallCast, uh, like, podcast feed or the kettle cast poll list or uh actually the movie roundtable is just on the main feed yeah i talked enough uh greg's turn <laughs> as always you can find us on google uh and apple podcasts you can find our home is audioentropy.com we can also be found at war and beast uh on twitter or is it war and beast or war and beast podcast i think it's just at war and beast isn't it I think it's just that I'm going. Beast. Yeah, I think it's just that Warren Beast. Uh, we've got Who would have gotten Warren... Warren Beast before us? Uh, true enough. <laughs> uh, the, the email is warrenbeastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are also on Facebook, War and Beast Podcast. If you search for us on Facebook, we actually had somebody new join the group. Yay. Joined us on Monday. So I'm going to give a shout out because we haven't had somebody join in a long time. So shout out to Elise. I'm hoping I'm saying the name right if i am and you're listening you can let me know on the group uh alicia selgan i believe or kelgan i was i believe it's selgan i haven't been drinking like kendall has so i'm hopefully hopefully, hopefully you're not a russian bot <laughs> yeah like the one of the last ones we had. <laughs> but yes so thank you for joining us on the facebook group feel free to follow me at the real gonmon g-o-n-m-u-n on twitter uh i Post all sorts of stuff. Uh, sometimes Kendall will respond to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it for another week. So feel free to follow along. Check out audioentropy.com for a whole slew of podcasts on there, including this one. We've got Teenagers with Attitude, Totally Reprise, where they are re- they are reviewing Common Rider. We've got Eidolon. Common Rider Forze. He yes. might want to be specific. Yes. There's Very so true. Many There's so of many them. of them. Uh, we've got the Eidolon Playtest podcast, which is the, the playtest of a system that uh, Luke and Molly from the network have been developing for some time now. It's gotten quite popular. But uh, yeah, it is up there. We, we appreciate anybody who subscribes. If you want to give a shout out, feel free to give us a shout out at any point. So, with that being said, it's been another week. So, for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I have been Jordan. Seriously, though, why are we out here? Far as I can tell, it's just a box canyon in the middle of nowhere with no way in or out. 
And the only reason that we set up a red base here is because they have a blue base over there. And the only reason they have a blue base over there is because we have a red base here. Till all are one, but, folks. Mean, even if we were to pull out today and they were to come take our base, they would have two bases in the middle of a box canyon. Whoop-de-fucking-do. 